Welcome to Revealed in Ephesians, the mystery of who I am in Christ. We are on week seven, day three, and my name is Brianna. I am your author. So this week, I am jumbling this all up. So if you're following along, I am still teaching actually out of week one because there's so much content there, and I think it's really important stuff. So I want to just... um touch on this because we've been talking about the role in the last day, we talked about the role of a prophet. So um, a true prophetic word, you need to remember this, will never, ever, ever contradict the Bible and it will always come to pass. Um, So we need to remember that. So if somebody says, um, the Lord showed me and they tell you something that uh, is not in line with scripture, that is, you can just debunk that prophet right then. For example, when somebody says an angel came and told me that the entire Christian church is living in heresy because Jesus is not actually the son of God. Um, so we're going to create our own new religion because of this angel that appeared to me. Remember, in Galatians 1, 6, the Apostle Paul says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. So Paul, first of all, says, um, if I come back and I am preaching a different gospel, don't listen to me. He says, this is the only gospel. It will never change. Secondly, he says, if you see an angel, an angelic being who appears to you and says there's a different way to heaven, let that angel be cursed. It's not an angel. It's a demon. It also says in the word that the devil appears as an angel of light. And it says in 1 John that we are to test the spirits um, in the name of Jesus, that no spirit who is speaking by the Holy Spirit, no one who is speaking by the Holy Spirit will say, Jesus is Lord. And no um, no spirit, that's like, so nobody from the devil, no spirit that is a false spirit would say Jesus is Lord. And the Holy Spirit will never say Jesus be cursed. So you can know that. So if somebody is speaking and they're coming and they're saying, I actually saw an angelic being, it was shining, I saw two or three. I know people who were before they became Christians, saw angelic beings or beings of light that spoke to them and tried to deter them from Jesus being the only way. So Paul knew this in advance that this would happen. And this is a prophetic word to warn you against false prophets. So you have to know that if if an angel appears to you and I mean, think about what Joshua said. He said to an angel that appeared to him, he said, are you for us or are you against us? I heard a story once of um, a man who was who's no longer alive, but um, he had several times in his life where an angel appeared to him, but he would always test the angel um, if, if that ever happened. And he would say, 
Are you an angel of the living God whose son Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again on the third day and has ascended into heaven? (laughs) And they would say yes. But he said one time the being screamed and fled from his home. So if he had just been like, well, yeah, angels appear to me. So this is my thing. He could have been deceived by that angel um, that was not from God. So the name of Jesus is is held up and exalted. And you should know that if somebody comes to you and says um, that they they have some kind of revelation from God that contradicts scripture, you have no need to listen to them and you should actually never, ever listen to them. And you m- may want to um, try to correct them um, and hopefully they would listen. So let's talk about the role of a pastor. So a, a pastor is someone who is a shepherd. The word is more like for a shepherd in the Greek. And the role of a pastor is difficult. That means they are assigned to a flock. They're there to protect the flock. They're there to build the flock up in their spiritual gifts. The role of a pastor is not just to be paid to do everything in the body of Christ. Many churches have this wrong. You are the body. Every single person in the body works. Whether you're the little toe, the little toe brings balance to the body. But if the little toe says, I'm not an arm, I don't matter, I'm not going to do my job today, then the body would fall over and get hurt. So if you're a toenail, let's just say if you're a toenail and you say, I don't need to protect the big toe, then the body would have a hard time walking because the big toe could be in danger. If you're an eye and you say, well, I'm not a mouth, I can't speak, I'm not a teacher, but maybe you see things from the Lord and the Lord reveals things from to you, but you're not the teacher. Um, the body needs sight. So um, if we expect that the pastor does all the work in a church because we pay him, um, then we are doing God a great disservice. First of all, we're, we're refusing to do what God has assigned us to do. The pastor um, is, it says in, in God's word, is worthy of receiving pay. Why? Because they have given their life to do ministry. Most people have jobs. Most people work and make money in the, you know, in the the world. But a pastor says, this is what I am giving up everything for. And um, this, I'm dedicating my life to the Lord. So the body of Christ then pays the pastor to do that work. And in some cases, some churches have large staffs. Most churches do not. Um, They'll have children's ministers. They'll have youth pastors. But does that mean that the body of Christ should stop ministering to youth because the youth pastor will do it? No. Does that mean the body of Christ should stop volunteering to help with children's church? No. I I feel I've I'm in charge of children's church at my church and I was a youth leader for like 15 years. I really truly believe that working with children and youth are some of the most important foundational um roles you can play in the body of Christ. Um should we just say, well, I shouldn't go visit the sick because that's the pastor's job? Of course, the pastor should visit the sick. But I, at the church I am in now, there is so much body life going on. Everybody is working in their role. I mean, maybe not every single person, but a majority of the people are. So it's amazing 
when somebody gets sick in the hospital. It isn't just the pastor that goes. So many people go and visit in the hospital with the sick person. So many people go and take meals to people. Um, If there's someone who's struggling, uh, they have a lot of turmoil in their life and they need prayer, it's really common to see groups of women or men around someone praying for them after church, encouraging them, inviting them over to their house, um, giving generously. One time, and, and I don't even know if this was from my church, but one time um, I was going through a financially difficult time years ago, and I came home and found a, an envelope with $1,000 in cash on my door. And I'm not a paid uh, I'm not a paid staff member at my church. I volunteer all of my time. And so it was such a blessing that someone listened to the Lord and brought that cash and put it on my door. Like how humbling is that? For me, I don't I still don't know who ever did that. Um but that is an example of someone saying, not only am I giving, I'm giving anonymously. So I'm not going to come back and be like, what are you doing with my money, Brianna? I gave my money and you better be using it the way that that I want you to. Because when we give in the body of Christ, it's God's money. And then that person who receives it is, um, it's a gift to them. If God tells you to give it to them, you don't know. See, you don't have full knowledge. Um, None of us have full, complete everything in God. So if God tells you to give something or to do something, you may or may not know the reason. You just are required to be obedient. And so in that case, I was extremely humbled, and it was a crucial time in our lives as a family where we were just like, what are we going to do? And somebody listened to the Lord and gave. And I don't even think that I was telling people like what kind of a pickle we were in. It it just was somebody was led by God to do this, which is incredible. So a pastor is not a business leader. These um, heads of the church, teachers, pastors, um, prophets, evangelists, apostles are not business leaders. Um, the church is not a business. Um, if anything, business may, um, <laughs> the things of the world emulate the things of God, but the things of God are not financially driven. People are not numbers, they're people. And so we should really seek the Lord spiritually for new eyes and a new heart to understand how the church works together. And so um, I pray that God will give you spiritual eyes as you look at your church and say, God, am I doing my role in the body? How can I encourage my pastor? Or even am I in a church that's functioning healthily with spiritual offices in my church? Um, these are things you need to ask the Lord. And, and most importantly is your role in your local body of believers. So I'm going to leave you with that, and I hope that you have a fantastic day of studying God's Word and enjoying His blessings, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.